Hello, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Ethan, and I'm joined by guest. Guest, introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello! My name is Ricky. I'm finally on here! Congratulations, you asked me to be on the podcast, and I was like, sure, nice. That is false, Ethan. You said no, like, 50 times. Or ignored me. So, you said you wanted to talk about holidays? Uh, okay, when you talk and you're over there, it doesn't show up on the mic. So wait until I hand you the mic. Okay. Yes, uh, I thought that this is the most fitting time to talk about the holidays. And who doesn't love the holidays? Merry Christmas. Right? Am I right? Well, it's still Advent, but what's your favorite holiday? I probably, mm, other than Thanksgiving, it would definitely be Christmas. So your favorite holiday is indeed Thanksgiving. Go ahead and delineate the logic of why you like Thanksgiving over Christmas and then why you like Christmas over the rest of the holidays. Like what is different about Thanksgiving that isn't there during Christmas? And then what does Christmas have that's different than the other holidays? Go ahead. Well, I love Thanksgiving because of the food, but also... I love how, well, it's not really short, but I like the length of it because I am like, like this past Thanksgiving that we were home, I was like, okay, once the family bickering starts after the holidays and I know it's time to leave again. So like, but now we're going to be home for Christmas for like a month straight. So I don't know how that's going to go and how I'm going to occupy myself. But I love Christmas because I love the decorations and I love a good Christmas tree. So, yes. And of course, it is the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So does your family typically have a Christmas tree inside the house? And is it real or is it one of those like fake ones? We have two fake Christmas trees. Actually, <laughs> we, we have three fake Christmas. Actually, no, two. Yes, we have two fake Christmas trees. So do both of them have ornaments on them? Or is it like one of them has the same set of ornaments each year or the other one has like varying ornaments and like all the ornaments go on the big one, but the small one just like comes with ornaments? Like, like what is the nature of these two trees? And what are their purposes? What rooms are they in and why? That's a great question. So the first Christmas tree is we have the Christmas tree in our living room, like our main living room. And that one is like our main Christmas tree. And then we have another one upstairs, and we call that the kids' Christmas tree because it's smaller. And we put all of uh, <laughs> we put all of like um, the projects, like you know how in elementary school, like you make like Christmas ornaments. Those all go on that tree. But then the prettier, more adulty one, or not adulty, but the more like traditional ornaments are on the bigger tree in the living room. Tinsel or no tinsel? No tinsel. <laughs> I made a face, but I'm also on Team No Tinsel. Yes, um, No Tinsel, too messy, too messy. We like simplicity and, uh, well, actually, no, because my Christmas tree is pretty filled with ornaments. Ribbon or no ribbon? Oh, we have ribbon. We have lots of ribbon. Um, also, the um, on the kids' Christmas tree, there is an angel on the top, and then in the main one, there is no angel. It's like a weird-looking, like, figure it's like a ball but then a stick hanging from the <laughs> it's like a ball but then there's a stick hanging from the top i don't think that's how hanging works but nice uh yeah 
That sounds pretty cool. Do you have any food traditions when it comes to Christmas? A big old roast. <laughs> what kind of roast? Is it like beef? Is it like pig? Is it like, what kind of roast is it? It's roast beef. It's beef. I assume it's like ribeye roast. Yes. How do you know? Because that's like the roast everyone makes. Uh, but yeah, pr- prime rib, that, that ribeye roast is, is very, very nice, I will say. It's delicious. That's what I look forward to. Um, another Christmas tradition as um, as a Filipino, a half Filipino woman, <laughs> there is a tradition called Simbangabi. And it's a big mass. And we celebrate the coming of our Lord. And there's big drums that people play. And then there's, like, food after. So, like, you eat Filipino food. But, yes. That's pretty cool. I think the last person I had on also talked about the... He's also half Filipino. He talked about his Filipino traditions when it came to the holidays. Specifically Thanksgiving. You didn't even listen to the podcast episode previous? (laughs) Ricky just said, who is it? Oh, man. Okay. A fake fan. So, basically, uh, yeah. Are there any... uh, other traditions that are fun and Filipino? Um, that are Filipino that we do in my family, I do not know of. However, on my dad's side, he's white. <laughs> and on my dad's side, what we do is we love our movies. So we watch A Christmas Story, the one with the BB gun, you know. Okay, so there's this movie. It's called A Christmas Story. There's a kid with, who wants a BB gun for Christmas, and he gets a BB gun, and... um. That's pretty much it. It's a pretty good movie. Ethan, if you were a Christmas movie, you would probably be... <laughs> Wait. Either... Well, the first thing... You'd be a who a who person in The Grinch. Like a Whoville person. <laughs> You're telling me I'm like an NPC? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what Christmas movie would you be? Oh, I definitely would be in The Santa Claus. And I would be... Um, no, Ethan! <laughs> no! The best part is, I said an elf, and you might not have been able to hear that, but I, that's what I said, and then... He thinks I'm an elf because he thinks I'm short. See, I don't think that you're short. You are short. I am not short. How tall are you? <laughs> well, <laughs> good question. <laughs> On my driver's license, it says 4'10", but I swear I'm 4'11". Yes, yeah, 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 yeah you, know, you know how it is. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, Ricky. But actually, I take that back. I would not be in the Santa Claus. I probably would also be in the same movie as you, but I would be Cindy Lou Who. Oh, I thought you said, but I would be the Grinch. <laughs> no, I would not. Be, you'd be Max the dog. I haven't like read the source material for that, so I'm not too sure on the Grinch story. All I know is the Grinch stole Christmas or something, but Christmas was with the people all along, and it wasn't about the... It's, it's about the friends we made along the way, right? That is beautiful, absolutely. That is what Christmas is about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I agree to some extent. So, uh, you were talking about being Filipino. I found that, so, we're both students here at the Catholic Center. There's, like, a good amount of Vietnamese people, but it seems like there's way more Filipinos, and there's just, there's just a lot of y'all. I disagree with that. Really? I, I, I can name, like, six Filipinos off the top of my head, and I could probably name, like, four Vietnamese people. I can name more Vietnamese. Really? Uh... Naming only their first names. Go ahead and list the Vietnamese people. Ethan, Carly, right? Carly, yeah. um, Tiffany, Tiffany. Uh, there's another one. I don't know their name. There's another one. I swear, it's on the tip of my tongue. Literally. 
Okay, you have three. Let's <laughs> let's see. I, I I can say Ricky. I can say Michael. I can say Isabel, Leona, Anne, Jose. That's six. That's double yours. So the, com- the this this argument has now been settled. Basically, yeah. There you go. Oh my goodness gracious. Anyways, a- am I am I right or am I right? You are wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, get some get some facts to back up those feelings. Okay. Ethan, you. Did I say you? I mentioned you, right, in the list? You, were you <laughs> did. You, you, said, you said my name first. Yes, that's right. Anyways, I... Okay, you know what I'll do? Is I'm going to take a poll. I'm going to go around the UCC, and I'm going to name everyone. And I'm going to prove you wrong. Okay. Very nice. So, you said <laughs> that you went to Catholic school. For how long did you go to Catholic school? I went to a private Catholic school since kindergarten. So you're like really knowledgeable about the faith? Uh somewhat. I would say mainly yes, because I've taken religion classes and theology classes my entire life. So do you want to be quizzed on the Catholic faith? Yes, absolutely. So do you feel as if like you came to, to college and the faith is present here as well. Do you feel like a desire to learn more about the faith since you've arrived? Absolutely. I actually, it's actually quite ironic because all of elementary school, middle school, and high school, I feel like I wasn't as Catholic as I am. Like I've definitely grew more being Catholic in college than I was in high school. Why do you think that is? I have no, I don't, well, I don't want to say it because I was pushed in the faith growing up. Well, I, okay, I'll just say that. I'll just say that I definitely was pushed more into the faith growing up. But then when I entered into college, I feel like I'm more doing it for myself, so it's more meaningful. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. Because whenever you go, when you're, like, uh, in grade school, it's like, oh, I'm going because my parents make me. Whenever you go to college and you see, like, there are these college-age students who've been here for a while that they've, 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 they're college students, but their parents aren't making them do anything. But they're, they go to the Catholic Center. They go to Mass. They love it here. Why do they love it here? Like, it's like they have something, and I don't have it, and I kind of want to have it. And there's like a, a joy and a peace that you see in them that's like, wow. And I, this isn't something my parents want for me. This is something that I want for myself. It's so beautiful. I agree with that. I definitely want it for myself, um, and I'm still learning and still growing. So that's beautiful. Yeah, it's definitely good to always learn more about the faith and to to just come to know more Jesus Christ who was like cool or something. Yeah. Well said, Ethan. <laughs> say, say, could it, say the next topic. Say the next topic? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, I'll, I won't, since being in, like, going to a Catholic school, they make the religion feel more like a subject in school. Like, making it, like, oh, I'm just in reading. It's a theology class, so they make it seem like it's, like, oh, a, a religion class, like a science class. It's not more, like, growing you in the faith, seeing how you could grow yourself in the faith. So I guess that's also why I pushed it off a little bit growing up. Another thing is uh, whenever you are... The religion and, and like our Catholic faith, part of it is the knowledge of the facts, like learning about Jesus in terms of like the facts about him, the fact that uh, he has two natures, uh, but is one person. These are all things that are good, 
But from a personal level, knowing that information, like information doesn't do anything on its own. Information requires transformation and the actual like relationship with the person who loves you that is Jesus Christ. So to know all these things about church history, about the church fathers, like this is all good, but if that doesn't convict you to to pray, to go to mass, to uh, go to confession, then it's it's not really something that's, that's alive. And I, I think a big part of the college experience is not in like a like a fake way, but in like a real way of like getting to know the person of Jesus Christ, having personal encounter with him through things like retreats, through things like seek, through things like just like authentic experience, adoration, that really come to make you know Jesus Christ. And that's something that definitely happened to me in college. And then looking back on my Catholic education to draw from the knowledge base that I know to supplement that as well is definitely something that has gone good for me. But it, it starts from that relationship with Jesus Christ and then and with God. And then from there, the information is like second to that or contributes to that goal, but it, it doesn't do anything on its own. Right. Um, back in high school, we would obviously learn the facts, right? Like you mentioned, the information. And they would give us opportunities to practice, but it was forced. Like, they'd be like, okay, this class period, we're going to adoration. Or this, like, every year you'd have to go on a retreat. Like, everything was forced. So I was like, okay, well, I have to go no matter what. But in college, we still have the opportunities for adoration, but it's all up to me. So I like that. You know, it makes me want to go, actually, because I don't know if I wanted to go back then. But Yeah, it's like inducing FOMO by... By, 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 like, ah, you'd miss out. Speaking of FOMO, that's a great transition, Ethan. <laughs> FOMO. Uh, for those who don't know, FOMO stands for fear of missing out. <laughs> and um, definitely in the beginning, I have experienced FOMO in college, not going to lie. Like, fear of missing out on what? I joined the UCC or after I joined the UCC? You can talk about both of those things if you're comfortable. Okay, so before the definitely FOMO of um like the parties, like what people on my floor were doing, or like people in my residence halls. Like I'm like, oh, they look like they're having so much fun. Like maybe I should join in, like tap in a little bit, blah blah blah. I definitely got FOMO for that. And then after joining the UCC, that part of FOMO went away. But then I started getting a different type of FOMO with the friends that I met here because I'm like, oh, what are they up to? So I would want to go with them. But, like, it's not as bad. And it's definitely a healthier FOMO, if healthy FOMO even exists. (laughs) I mean, it's okay if you, like, weren't able to make it to an event or something. To be like, oh, man, that that kind of sucks. Like, that's that's, that's very okay. Uh, In fact, today at the UCC, they didn't offer masks. And I was kind of bummed, but then I got over it. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, no, there's definitely a FOMO. Uh, But part of it is, like, like the the worldly FOMO. That's, like, all that stuff they're doing out there. It seems more fun. It seems, but it's, uh, it it, it ain't worth it. And and you know this. We know this. Uh, Yeah. FOMO you know like I found my other interests and that I prioritize my priorities y'all priorities we have school finals blah 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 so obviously doing this and like seeing that my priorities are straight it helps lessen my FOMO because I know I'm doing something that's better or that I need to be doing to stay on track you're saying recording a podcast with Ethan Wynn is staying on track as opposed to studying for finals Okay, y'all don't know. I have bugged this man for like since the since I found out about this podcast. This was like a week and a half ago, maybe. <laughs> this was not a week and a half. 
This was literally like September or October. October. You didn't know me in September. Like, like this is true. Like I said, I changed it to October. So this was October. You didn't know about the podcast in October. You learned about it after Christopher recorded his episode, which already occurred in like November. No, because I was fighting. Okay, I'm about to call out right here. Also, I have learned he does not like going by Chris, so you have to call him Christopher. That's literally what the podcast episode is about. You clearly <laughs> haven't listened to it. No, I have. I listened to that yesterday. What are you talking about? knew about the podcast and wanted to be on it before Christopher. That's why I was so salty about it, because he beat me on the podca- uh, podcast before me. Christopher was on the podcast November 16th, so don't cap. <laughs> don't, don't, don't cap. Don't cap. This boy put out the phone. I, I, I do indeed be pulling out the receipts. It's what I do. I, my memory is quite good, just a little bit. Ethan, rate my outfit today. <laughs> no. That's not a number. You have to rate it out of 10. 10 being the best. I'm I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. What about my shoes? <laughs> it's Uggs. I, I, yeah, no rating. Just, I, I don't care. It's, it's whatever. It gives me height. <laughs> yeah, so, so then you're 4'11 instead of the 4'10 that's on your driver's license? I'm actually probably like five foot. I don't believe you, but that's okay. What is your favorite cookie? A good oatmeal raisin or peanut butter. Peanut butter is my favorite food, but oatmeal raisin. Peanut butter is like your favorite food item? Like, okay. What is your favorite color? Pink. Why? Because pink is not a color. It is an attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow that made a lot of sense, but coming out of your mouth specifically. Ethan, what makes me make sense? Like, it makes sense that it's Ricky. Like, do you understand my question? Like, what, like, like, you're thinking of something and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense for Ricky. Like, what is that? I do understand what it means. What's your favorite food? (laughs) Answer. I understand the prompt, but I like I like deny the premise. Like it's it's okay. Like like I I, I couldn't like. What do you want me to say? It makes se- What makes Ricky make sense? That she's four <laughs> ten. Okay. Well, last question. I forgot. Are you you're not keeping track of it. What's your favorite food? Uh, peanut butter is my favorite food. What is your favorite type of dessert? And then the second question is, what's your favorite kind of cake? Dessert, anything with pe- ow, anything. With- <laughs> favorite, like dessert. Okay, favorite dessert, anything with peanut butter. My favorite cake. Mm. Either well, the first thing that popped in my head was carrot cake, <laughs> but false. Probably tiramisu or cheesecake. <laughs> so you said you wanted to talk about something controversial. So, as in, as someone who, uh, like, would you identify as Asian? I say so, yes. How do you feel about, and then subsequently, what do you think the Asian culture feels about? And then how do you feel about what the Asian culture feels about tattoos? Oh, <laughs> how does the Asian culture feel about tattoos? Like, a lot of Asians have tattoos. Like, do you see, like, on the internet, like, these famous, like, Asians, like, they have tattoos. Like, I don't think they get mad about it. I feel like the older, like, well, I know that my grandma and grandpa would probably be mad if I got a tattoo. But 
my parent, like my mother, who is Asian, wouldn't get mad. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it depends how like boomer and like quote unquote conservative the Asian parents are, because th- there's a good amount of people like from Vietnam, and there's probably higher rates than people who are more like religious or just more like not conservative, like politically, but like so socially conservative. Of like, they they don't want. Uh, like they, they don't like the tattoos. Growing up, like a lot of the Asians that I knew are like against tattoos. I personally probably also against tattoos. Of like, yeah, let's let's not. Um, I just have different opinions when it means tattoos and piercings. Tattoos, I myself wouldn't. I'm not for tattoos. Piercings, though, I have a different view because I'm am pierced up. But like, I think they're fine. Like, my mom is fine with tattoos or like the piercings. But like, my grandparents would probably not be too happy, or they'd be like, "Ooh." Yeah, I think my views on piercings are the same as my views on tattoos. Like, it's yeah, no, it's. I mean, we, we don't have to get into it because like. Like, yeah. If you feel like you have skin in the game, like, then. I mean, I love piercings. I love earrings. However, I did have a change of heart for piercings. Like, I used to have them all up for my cartilage, but then I closed them. Because I got a nose piercing, and I felt like I looked too messy. Like, it was too much going on. So then I closed them, so now I have less. But Yeah, but, uh, here, I'll, I'll talk about tattoos, where, uh, I have a I have a little explanation on tattoos where what I, I do not have a tattoo, but it's it's one of those things that like it seems like so the church does not say that tattoos are inherently sinful. Uh, the church allows one to have tattoos and piercings as long as it's not anything that's like explicitly bad. Like if you have a tattoo of something like satanic or something, don't do that. But oh, or something that's like lewd or something, don't do that. But uh, most of the time, it's permissible to have like. Uh, to have a tattoo, but I, I think especially in the West here in America, there's this sentiment of like, uh, the my body is something that I own. It's like it's it's not. It's like I own a car. I own this pencil. I own my body. I can do with it whatever I want with it. So then that that leads to like um, sexual misconduct. That leads to my body, my choice kind of logic. That leads to. And I think part of the symptom of that is like, oh, this is my body. I can do whatever I want with it. I can get as many tattoos as I want. I can do all of this stuff. And of course, there can be like someone who's holy and Catholic and have tattoos. But I think a big part of what the culture says, like, this is my body. I can do whatever I want with it. And the tattoos, and like, especially like, like a large number of tattoos or tattoos are very in, in intrusive places, like in the eyes and stuff. I don't know, on the forehead. Like that, that, that stuff seems like a symptom of like not understanding that like your body, like it's not that you own your body. It's that you are your body. Like, like the church says that like, we are human body. Like you are your body, and also that your body doesn't belong to you. Your body belongs to God, and there's a certain way that you should treat your body, which is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You just said my point. I was about to say it is the temple. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, people do dramatic things with tattoos. Like I think the um the forehead tattoos, like Twenty One Savage, that is crazy. I think nipple piercings should not exist. Who would do that to themselves? <laughs> Like, what are you thinking? But um, I agree. This is very controversial, Ethan. <laughs> you said you wanted to be controversial. W- 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 was this was this not what you wanted? <laughs> I did in fact say that, but yeah. <laughs> you said, con- no, did, did you think we we're gonna get something like quote, like air quotes controversial? Like, oh, let's talk about abortion or like 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 controversial, but not controversial. But like, there are things that are like like controversial, like 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 the the the. the, the there are some things that these kids do out here that I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that one. 
Wait, I just thought of something we could talk about. Cults. Like, yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, like, so as you know, a mayor, uh, M-A-R-E, is like the, uh, like the, 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 the female horse, okay? And the cult uh, is, is the male horse. Uh, so you want to talk about cults? Let's talk about cults. Uh, in fact, the, Indiana- the team in Indianapolis are the Indianapolis cults. Uh, and, and yeah, it's one of those things like you have different, these different, like, I like how for, especially for horses, you have these different terms. Like you have, um, like, like, of course there's like terms like pony, but there's also like colt, there's mare, there's like, uh, oh man, th- th- I, I used to know a lot more things about horses, but, uh, yeah. W- w- what else did you want to talk about regarding colts? Um, you mentioned pony. I have a story. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so when I was younger, Probably, like, in elementary school. Um, you're from Houston, right? You're from Houston. And you know of the Renaissance Festival. I ate that up. I loved the Renaissance Festival. And they had different animals you could ride. They had an elephant, a camel. But no, Ricky wanted to ride the pony. <laughs> so I rode a pony. <coughs> and it was the best thing ever in the entire world. What did you want to say about colt, though? Like, colts? Like, Referring to horses or, like, cults, like, groups of people? Did you not mean the horse whenever you said cults the first time? No, I meant, like, the, like, groups of people. Like, a group. Like, you know what I mean? What about them? Like, sometimes they scare me. Like, when I think of the word cult in that sense, I get scared. Like, I get escolafios, like, chills. So part of it is like live in the peace of Christ. Part of it is that some of that stuff is scary. Part of it is they do do horrific things. And some of these cults are really bad and they manipulate people and all these things. And it's just looking out for yourself, looking out for your fellow brothers and sisters. If you feel like one of your friends is getting inducted into a cult, definitely stop them before something bad happens. But it's like, it's one of those things like you don't need to worry too much, but there are things to look out for. Like, like for instance, are you EIM certified? Am I what now? Uh, the ethics and in- integrity ministry, like ministry training thing for the for the like the diocese of Austin to like protect vulnerable populations stuff like that. I believe so. I think I did that for Houston, like the diocese of Houston. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- it's not called EIM there, but it, it might not be called EIM. But yeah, yeah. No, but that stuff, stuff like yeah, stuff, stuff like that. Of just like looking out for if someone's like being groomed into like a cult. That's definitely something that would be quite bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean the cults they do a lot of. Really weird, bad things. You read into it, like like our, our world needs prayers. Like 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 pray for them for real. Wait, I have a story that reminded me. Oh, this has nothing pertaining to a cult, but like one time it's because you used the word um, groom. But like I'm probably being dramatic because I'm a very dramatic person. But there's this one summer that I volunteered at the library. Because I needed service hours for high school. And so I volunteered at the library. And my supervisor, who shall not be named, but um, he, uh, like, I swear, Ethan, let me tell you. He would, like, he would, like, make me work with him. Like, he would make me, like, fall. He'd be like, oh, like, you're, you're like, you're going to work with me today. And he would, like, ask me weird things about my hobbies. And, like, I told him I like going on walks. So he kept on trying to get me to the back of the library to go, like, make me walk with him. And then he asked me for my number, and I was like, oh, why do you need my number? He's like, oh, to let you know when you could come in to, like, work, right? 
And so I was like, okay. And then he ended up the entire time just sending me like weird like maps of like parks and forests we could go to to go. And he was so persistent on wanting to go on a hike with me. And like we'd be at the library. He's like, you know, like there's trails behind the library. I was so scared. He probably had great like intention. Like, he probably just wanted a friend, like, you know, but it scared me. I was like, why do you want to hike with me so much? I think that the charity you uh, gave to him at the end there, of like, he's probably well intentioned. Good job, uh, but also, uh, th- but also, yeah. Uh, in that situation, if I were you, I would, I would not go on any of these walks. Uh, that was a good decision. Don't, don't, don't like. Uh, good job not being. Uh, what's the word for it? Like, uh, airhead, uh, and 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 being being cognizant. Good, I'm I'm proud of you. Yes, and then on my last day, he was like, oh, so, like, we never went on that walk or whatever. And so I was like, oh, let me ask my dad. And so, like, then he, like, denied that he ever asked if I we could go on a walk because I told him, let me ask my dad. And then he tried to give me a hug, but then I didn't hug him. So I look, he felt bad, though. He probably was a very, he just needed a friend, Ethan. I swear, he just probably needed a friend. I'm probably just being dramatic, but, like. He probably did need a friend, but that friend is not you, which is good. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Friends are great. Uh, yeah. Uh, what grade were you in in this in this scenario? <laughs> Good question. Age. I was a junior going into senior year of high school. Yeah. That means that you were 17. That is correct. I was 17 years old because I am turning 20. I'm 19 turning 20. Oh, wait, no. Then, then, then you. Really? Yeah, because you're just really old. But it's okay. You don't need to tell, you, like, like you, 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 you don't need to tell the podcast how old you are or when your birthday is. Don't do that. Thank you, Ethan, so much for saying that I am old. I appreciate that. Here's one of those things. When someone asks you, oh, what grade do you think I am? Trap question. Because you always answer, oh, are, are you a senior? And because if, if someone's a freshman, they'll, they'll just be complimented by the, oh, you, 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 uh, some of them will be like, oh, I'm not that old. But some of them will be like, oh, you think I'm a senior? Oh, nice. Because they're young. They, they want to think they're old. But if someone's like, like, especially people who are shorter and they're seniors and you're like, oh, are you a freshman? Bro, bro, don't, don't, don't do that to them. It's, it's one of those things. Like, it's, it's the failure mode for calling someone who is older, younger is way uh, worse than the failure mode for calling someone who is younger, older. Interesting. So anyways, how, what grade, if you didn't know me, like the, when you first like met me, you knew I was a freshman though, right? Like you, I was a first year or no? So it's one of those things to where I assume most people are first years. If, if they asked me, I would have said, oh, are you a senior? But mostly it's because when there's a new influx of people at the beginning of a fall semester, like nine times out of 10, they're, they're going to be freshmen. So it's relatively safer to assume, but it's only because you were a new person at the UC and not really having anything to do with your height. Hmm, interesting. I did not know that you were a senior. I assumed that you were probably like a junior, to be honest. See, that's better than saying you assumed I was a freshman. You definitely did not look like a freshman. You're too tall. See, I've been the same height for the past five years. So the height clearly isn't the determining factor. But also another thing is like, um, I think this is definitely true of in college, especially at like, at like, a, at like a Catholic center where there's like a certain difference in maturity 
that you can tell in like the age of the people on on average. Interesting. However, I think I'm going through a growth spurt because my tailbone hurts. Like, does that mean? I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about that. There's a reason I don't study anything science related, and I don't know if that's how that works. Maybe you just hit your tailbone on something. I don't know. Ethan is people eating crawfish. <laughs> I just noticed that. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in one of the rooms of the Catholic Center, and there is indeed a picture of individuals eating crawfish. Yeah. Do you like the? Do you like raw fish? Sushi. Yes, I love sushi. But like, if I would eat like a raw fish, like straight out the ocean, no, thank you. I don't think you know what sushi is. Like, they just get the fish and then they cut it open and they don't cook it and then you just eat it. But I love that, though. I love sushi. Like, I love shrimp tempura sushi. A good California roll. Like, <laughs> what? You just listed all the sushi that's completely cooked and has no raw fish in it. <laughs> Did I actually? What is it? Like, well, then what is the non-cooked ones? I don't know. Just like a, a salmon roll. Anything with, like, salmon, tuna. Like, those stuff are the ones that have raw fish in it. But, like, have you ever, like, caught a fish fresh and then just, like, cut it and ate it raw? Like, that's the good stuff, bro. Okay, fun story again. When I was, uh, I went camping with my family, and I was younger. I wasn't in, I was six years old, actually, probably. I did catch a fish in a pond in the campground site. I did not eat it, because why? I don't want to get, like, salmonella. Like, (laughs) can't you get, like, salmonella from that? Like, it needs to be cooked. Well, you eat sushi that is raw fish. So it depends on where you catch the fish and what fish it is. What fish it is. Some fish are much more known to be safe for evil. But in like for instance, if you go to Japan, they just like they catch fresh fish and they sell at the fish market and you can you can eat it raw and it's it's part of it is like a culture thing. Part of it is uh, Americans are just really icky with the idea of eating raw fish. Like for instance, uh when I tell American people that I'll go to Sam's Club and buy, like, a thing of salmon there and go home and eat it raw. They're like, is it sushi grade? Did you get it at a sushi restaurant? Did the sushi chef prepare it? And I'm like, what do you think they do to the fit? Like, it's a it's it's farm salmon equals farm salmon. There are, there are nuances, but it's one of those things that, like, people are getting freaked out about, oh, eating raw fish, all these dietary things. Like, like uh, part of it is a lack of, like, knowledge on what the data is and just assuming that things aren't safe. Like, oh, you have to cook turkey to 165. 165 is where it instantaneously uh, means that all the bacteria is killed, but it's a function of time and function of heat. You can hold it at 155 for a, a little bit longer time. This is one of those things that Americans are just, they don't like dealing with gross stuff, especially when I talk about like the eatings of some interesting animals. They, they, they all get up in a tizzy. You know how it is. Ethan would know this because he's a certified chef. But um, the craziest thing I've eaten, though, would probably have to be a duck. Like, I've eaten duck before. <laughs> he's laughing at me. Bro, I eat like, I eat duck like five, six times a year. Like, not, not even, not, not, yeah, that, that's, that's probably a good estimate. But yeah, my, I, I just, yeah, duck. Uh, you ever eat like, you, you ever eat deer? Did deer is something the, the, the American population eats? Uh, my dad, um, when he was younger and like growing up, because we are from Seattle, we're from Washington State, he would um, he'd hunt a lot and he hunted deer a lot and he ate deer. But uh, my brother has eaten deer, but I have not eaten deer myself, no. Good question. Have you ever eaten dog? 
No, I have not eaten dog. That is the end of the line of questioning. <laughs> giggles now. <laughs> now? <laughs> Why do you? <laughs> I don't know. It appears that you're always as giggly, like, according to my sample size. Aw, Ethan, that was the nicest thing that you've ever said to me, and it's documented. That's subjectively false. I've definitely said I've definitely said nicer things to you. You just don't remember. Oh, I have not remembered. Maybe you complimented my hair one day. What do you think of my hair? I have curly hair, but like, you, you know, you know, I don't know. Just okay. Yeah. So, uh, I have found that uh, this is probably just a genetic thing, but like, uh, I have a preference for hair that is most like my hair. So. I'll probably have a preference to hair that is black as opposed to hair that is not black. I'll probably have a preference to hair that is straight as opposed to hair that is not straight. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my take on it. Where, like, if you just show me images of hair, the probability of me liking it increases as similarity to my own hair increases. And th th there's another aspect to it of, like, my hair isn't that long, but, uh, but on, like, an, uh, on, like a, if there is black straight hair, for like a guy, I probably prefer it to be a little bit longer than like really really short. But if it's like for a girl, I probably prefer it to be like like long as opposed to like really really short. Does that make sense? Yes. Um. So what you're telling me is that you do not like my hair because my hair is short, but it is really dark. Like I have really dark hair. Like it's like pitch black almost, but it's like curly, like very curly, crazy. It's not that I don't like it. It's that uh, given. Like equal scenarios, I might like a hair that is less curly than yours, but I think I think everyone's hair is nice. I li I like your hair. Wow, Ethan, thank you so much. I love your hair. <laughs> you have sideburns. <laughs> Don't laugh so much. Uh, yeah, I do. Nice. I like them. I choose to have them. Also, it's it's one of those things to where like, uh, especially you hear this a lot in in the world where like. The, the the girlies with curly hair want straight hair. The girlies with straight hair want curly hair. The the girl the girlies with blonde hair want uh want hair that's really uh want, want hair that's dark. The ones with like really uh dense hair want hair that's like 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 less dense. And it's like like until you have the other thing, until you, you actually have that that secondary thing, like you don't know what it's like. But but also know that like there are people that there are things that you have about yourself that you can't change that other people might want. And the best alternative here is to like like God made you the way that you are, and like like God made you the way that you were meant to be, and that comes in many forms. That comes in how tall you are. That comes in uh, what your sex is, as male or female. That comes in the color of your hair. That comes in the color of your eyes. Uh, I I I like the fact that my eyes are like almost black. Like that's how dark they are, and. I like the fact that my hair is black. Like these are all things that that I love about myself, and to to see other people like want to change those things. Like no, you 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 are enough. You are enough. Ethan, 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 you literally just made me tear up. That was so beautiful. But I agree with that statement. When I was younger, I went through this phase where I wanted my hair straight because all the girls in my grade would come to school. They'd be like, "Yeah, I straighten my hair," and then I would straighten my hair, and I realized that this is not it. Like, I am meant to have poofy, fluffy, curly, crazy hair. So I agree with that statement.
Yeah, and your poofy, curly, crazy hair, it's Lace. Good job. Thank you. Also, fun fact, you said poofy. My stuffed animal bunny is named Poofy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't really know what, what else to say. <laughs> that was the longest and the longest eye roll ever. <laughs> so I don't really roll my eyes. Like I, that, that wasn't an eye roll, hundred percent. No, I I I don't know how to roll my eyes. And no, sorry, I know how to, but I I never do it. Just like just, just like, I know how to roll my eyes. <laughs> it's that time. Do you have any parting words for the folks at home? Wait, I want to give a shout out. Can I give shout-outs? <laughs> sure, g- g- give your shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to um, Ethan. <laughs> okay, who do you want to see next on the podcast? I think this is a real question. I want to see Alan on this podcast. I think that'd be so funny. He's Shakespeare. Like, he is literally Edgar Allan Poe. You got it. <laughs> that was so good. Except for the fact that Shakespeare and Poe are, like, quite different. In fact, in fact, you know how, like... Shakespeare, it's like, um, like, like the, the the how the syllable stresses are reversed for for like Poe and for Shakespeare. One of them is like a stressed syllable followed by a non-stressed syllable, and the other is like like a trochee, where it's like a like yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I pr- I probably got that wrong, so the, you poetry nerds correct me. But yeah, no, yeah, that, that, that's funny. Lo- lo- love me some poetry. Yes, thank you so much for having me on this podcast, Ethan. Do you have any parting words to the folks at home? I just want to say that you all are loved. I love you all so much, uh, especially shout out to those at the UCC. You guys are amazing. Ethan is a pretty funny guy. <laughs> and uh, hopefully I will be on this podcast again with funny stories. I will tell you my turtle story of how I killed a turtle. <laughs> so on accident, unintentionally did not know. Apparently a turtle and a tortoise is different. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I've heard this story before, and who knows? You might be on this podcast to tell your stories again. You also might not be. Okay, toodles.